0: February is already a, a pretty tough month uh, every year because it's just the middle of winter and nothing seems to be happening. Uh, but the one good thing about February for sports fans is that there are lots of all-star games at the professional level. And this past weekend, we had the NHL All-Star Weekend in Toronto. The uh, NFL Pro Bowl was in Orlando. The NBA All-Star Weekend is coming up in about a week and a half, and uh, we just thought it'd be fun to just sort of talk about what we all think of uh, all of these all-star games and what's good about them, what's bad about them, and uh, what our opinions are. And welcome to What Do You Know About Sports. Gary Jeffries, uh, Lance Roberts, and myself, Randy Steinman. And uh, fellas, uh, hope you had a good all-star weekend (laughs) in Toronto there. Uh, What did you think of uh, the festivities in Toronto? It looked like a pretty good event.
1: Well, it's different topics about or different thoughts on it from many people, but I think you know some feel it was one of the better ones. The players enjoyed it; they had a great time, to, you know, with the All Star game. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I, I've been to an All Star game. I worked the 1998 All Star game as a standby, and when you when you are the standby at that time, you would work with the on the ice with the uh, skills competition. I know the skills competition is pretty. Uh, I think it's one of the best parts of the All Star Game with the National Hockey League. But um, it's what I found from the All Star Game when I was at it is that th- this is about the corporate um, sponsorships. It's about you know smoothing the people that are involved in the game outside of the game more than anything. It's it's a, it's a huge event in that way. Like all the activity off the ice, away from the ice, you know these types of things are are a, are a huge part of the All Star Game.
2: Yeah, I, as far as the the hockey All Star um, game, I uh, I guess it's where you set the bar. I, my my bar is set pretty low going into this thing. Um, from what I've seen the last number of years, I I, I just didn't enjoy it very much. I, I thought it was kind of hokey, and, and uh, but I, I think with that in mind, uh, I, I think this was was much better. Um, I watched each night uh, or each each day and night. Um, the, the, Thursday, I thought they did a good job with the draft, uh, having the girls involved with three on three, I really liked, um, and then the, the skills competition, it was a legitimate skills competition with, uh, you know, with a big prize and, and uh, you know, and they got their guy, they got their man that, uh, that you know, that won it. I, I think that's, uh, that's who we all wanted to see win that thing. Um, and then the games are the games. Uh, you know, I, I, I watched them. Uh, I thought the the final was a little more competitive than the than the two uh, the two semifinals, but uh, but overall, I, I thought it was much better and, and uh, I enjoyed it this year.
0: Yeah, I I'll be honest, I'd really lost interest in the NHL All-Star game years ago. I don't know if you remember some of those ridiculous scores from, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago when, you know, the final scores of the All-Star game were like 18 to 16. And it it was just a game of shinny, and there wasn't really anything enjoyable about it. Um, And I'd sort of lost interest over the years. Uh, Apparently, uh, from what I'd read, uh, Gary Bettman went to Connor McDavid in the last year and asked him, how can we make this event better? And McDavid had, I guess, some good suggestions. And some of those suggestions were apparently used this year in Toronto. And by all accounts, uh, it was pretty good. I, I, I did watch uh, the skills competition, uh, the one night I didn't see the game itself. Um, but, uh, uh, the skills competition, what I saw, the, uh, fastest skater, which McDavid won, um, the, uh, the, the uh, the shooting uh, competition and the, the passing it, it, it was, it was terrific. Although <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, uh, some of the backlash that Nikita Kucherov got for just sort of being very disinterested during his, uh, his competition, he got booed and, uh, that didn't go over very well. I know not quite sure what was going on there, but, uh, they beat beat them the year before they beat him in the playoffs. That's the that was what that was all about. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean,
2: he deserved, he deserved it. He, uh, he came out with a passing, uh, the passing competition, he missed the first couple of shots and he gave up. Yeah. And uh so I, I'm glad the fans got after him. I, yeah, I, I, was, too. I, I was I was really disappointed in him.
0: Yeah, somebody said that he didn't really want to be there. And, you know, uh if you don't want to be there, do you have to go? Does the league I don't even know if the league finds a guy for uh not going to the All-Star game if uh he's supposed to be there i don't know how that works but i mean if if a guy doesn't want to be at the all-star game if he wants to take you know a three or four or five day mid-season break uh just to sort of rest up i've got no problem with that either don't don't make a guy go if he doesn't want to be there especially if he's gonna sort of uh, lollygag through the event like uh, kucherov did
2: i don't know how they maybe you know uh lance how do they decide the 12 kids that were going to be in the the skills competition out of the thirty some odd that were there, how did they pick those twelve?
1: I I can't tell you. I, I I don't know. I think they do it through a committee or something, or through the players. They decide on what what events they'll be in. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how that that plays out, but I, I think that the uh, the aspect of Kucherov is in in the, in the players not wanting to be there. That was the biggest problem the NHL was having was players with the All Star game. The way it was becoming, some players are not were bowing out. So they put the million dollar ticket on the uh, <clears throat> skills competition to try to enhance it better and and bring more you know more to, to the table for the players to to incentive wise and I think that did help a little bit for players wanting to be there wanting to compete at that skills competition you know Kucherov's just Kucherov I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't base much of the thoughts about Kucherov in regards to how the the NHL All Star Game went um, I, I thought it was really great that the uh, least won the pod hockey game that was that pretty well was poetic because that's basically their problem in not getting the Stanley Cup cuz they got no defense so it worked pretty good for them but other than that it was you know i think it was a great weekend i think they had lots of great you know uh exposure for the national hockey league with the weekend and we'll see how it goes going forward if they keep spicing it up but uh i think some of those guys in that skill competition you get a good chance to see how good they are
2: Going forward for next year, they've got it right. They've got, uh, you know, the the four top teams in the world are going to play a a four on four competition. So you know that that Finland, Sweden, the U.S. and Canada, um, and so that that will be great for next year.
1: And plus, the announcement that they're going to go to the Olympics was pretty big. And that during the weekend, you know, that's going to be a that's going to be a great you know, great
0: opportunity for a lot of players to get a chance to to get the dream of going to the Olympics. Garys sort of Gary what did you think of the uh, NFL pro Bowl game uh, in Orlando it's pre- pretty much a, a a flag football game now
2: no and that that is what they that, that's really what they promoted their their weekend uh what was the, the flag football they had you know guys and girls teams from across the country there playing all week and and that they really promoted or they really are promoting uh, flag football um I watched their uh, all these all-star teams have a, a skills component. Um, I, I watched the flag, or at least the, the NFL, uh, skills competition. Uh, it, part of it was kind of hokey as well. Uh, you know, they had, they had the, some quarterbacks passing, and that, that was pretty good. They had some uh, long snappers snapping for accuracy, but they had a golf competition and a dodgeball competition, and I, I'm just not interested in watching that. But uh, yeah, I agree. So, uh, of the four All Star games, of the four big sports, um, uh, you know, I, I had that down the list. I did. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't match up to the hockey All Star game in my view. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I'm the same with the NBA All Star game here in a, a week and a half. Uh, I, you know, the the dunk competition uh, was pretty cool when it first started back. I don't know, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. Um, but it's just sort of become old to me, and uh, I, I'm, I, I won't watch any of it in, uh, in Indianapolis. Well,
1: the biggest problem with the All-Star games in the past was the thought process of some players' injury factors that would come into play, right? So it's really difficult to have a real game, a real All-Star game, as, as opposed to the old days when you had the winner of the Stanley Cup. In those days, it was probably was Montreal Canadiens would play an All-Star team, and they really played for real, right? now it's difficult to, to have an actual all-star game like even in baseball i mean the biggest thing is the, the home run derby is a big thing and uh you know they they do play an actual game which is i think is something that you could do in baseball and not have that big you know and they're playing for who gets home home advantage in the in the playoffs in baseball at the, for the world series but the biggest thing is 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 that it's tough to put together something that's you know Going you know, to show the sport, showcase the sport, without having an actual game. You know, it, it's tough to do, but I think they're trying to pull it off in some ways. The fans love it. It, it doesn't matter what we think; it's what the fans like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think the fans really enjoyed the the the, the Pro Bowl All Star game, and I think the a uh, flag football game. And I think a lot of fans love to watch the NHL All Star festivities they had there. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Bieber fan, it was great. Actually, the All Star Game in the NHL, yeah, <laughs> the pink outfit he had on. So, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to determine what is best for an All Star Game right now. Yeah, I, I Sorry, go ahead,
2: go ahead, Ryan.
0: i was just gonna say, let's be honest here too. I, I think All Star Games are are really meant almost more for kids, uh, teenagers, uh, than than anybody else. I mean, guys like us, uh, you know, they're they're not trying to. Uh, uh, you know, interest us so much with these uh, events. Um, I, I think they're, they're mainly aiming for the kids to sort of build interest in their league and their sport. And I think they do that pretty well.
2: Yeah. I, I think you, you mentioned baseball. I, I, uh, by far in, in my view, that that's the best all-star game. Um, in baseball, you can't hide, you know, it's, it's a team sport, but, uh, and you know, when that ground ball hits you, you don't have anybody to help you field it. You have to field it and you have to throw it. Uh, when you step into the batter's box, uh, they're not throwing lollipops up there. Uh, it's not a batting practice pitcher. Uh, they're still throwing 98, 99. Uh, so you, it's a competition. You got to get in there and you don't want to look foolish. You know They, they, they don't want to be embarrassed. So uh, in baseball, they go at it, it it's a good game. Uh, and uh as as Lance said the uh, you know the the winner gets a home field advantage uh in in the uh, world series so that you know that's worth playing for too but uh, you can't hide in baseball it's yes. uh, it's a good all-star game in my view
0: yeah still my favorite uh, absolutely every summer uh, that's that's must see tv for me Hey, guys, I I want to mention uh, uh, this is a good time to mention it because we're going to change topics here. But uh, if anyone would like to uh, contact us, they can email us at what do you know about sports at gmail dot com. And uh, we actually did have a a couple of emails this week Um, and uh, they were real nice. Uh, One was from uh, a former colleague of mine in in, uh, Kitchener Waterloo there, Paul Francis Cuddy. Uh, And he just uh, had some nice comments about the show. Another emailer was uh, a gentleman named Stan. Stan didn't leave his last name, and I'm not sure where he's from. But he had some great uh, uh, suggestions and uh, some topic ideas. And one of his topic ideas was, uh, I'd like to see you guys talk about your favorite um, sports um, uh, radio and TV play-by-play guys. Um, We were sort of commenting on announcers last week when we were talking about the pwhl and uh, stan was wondering about who some of our favorites are and yeah great topic uh, i'll throw it out to you guys who some of your favorites are over the years
2: yeah th- th- this is a fun topic i it, you know when, when when you mentioned it uh, that, that stan had, uh, had written in uh, I, I started jotting down you know some of the the announcers that i've enjoyed over the years and uh, I'll, I'll start it off uh with uh with with some guys are really important to uh, to me back back in the day and, and that that's in uh, in CIS and U Sport. Um, Mike Hogan, uh, he he uh, he did our games back uh, when we won the Vanier Cup. Uh, did a great job. I can go back as far as Norm Marshall and and, and Paul Hendrick when they used to be on CHCH, yep. and, and did uh, did the CIS games. Tim McAuliffe and Sid Sixero, on Sportsnet, all, all great. Great guys, and and, uh, and and they really did a good job with uh, you know with with the university sport. Um, going forward and professional in the professional ranks it, with the, the new PWHL, uh, Daniela Ponticelli is her name. She's a girl that does the uh, the, the Toronto games, and she is terrific. Uh, I, I watched again on the weekend, and and she does a terrific job. Um, in football, Rod Smith, Dwayne Ford, and Glenn Suter in the CFL are terrific. Uh, NFL, Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman, I like them. Jim Nance. I like Jim Nance in football. I like him in the in the golf. He, he, I think he's a terrific announcer. John Madden was one of the best ever uh, in the NFL. NHL, Joe Bowen without question. Joe Bowen I could listen to all day. I wish he was on TV. um and then you can go back to Bob Cole and, the, and the Foster Hewitt, Bill Hewitt, Danny Gallivan. Uh, Major League Baseball, Dan Shulman and, and Buck. I don't think you like Buck much, Randy, but uh, Dan Shulman, he, he's a real pro. Yep. Uh, Harry Terry, Ha Harrelson, Dizzy Dean, Ben Scully, Ernie Harwell. It yep. goes on and on. Basketball, Matt Devlin. Uh, Johnny Miller in golf. I, I, thought he, I, I liked him a lot with Jim Nance uh because he was honest if you hit a bad shot he'd tell you you hit a bad shot uh or made a bad decision so that's yep. quickly I, I i that's that's a bunch that i thought of and and I, i've really enjoyed over the years
0: yeah lance
1: well I, I i don't really remember many of the announcers names and stuff but the uh greg millen was another one i got a kick out of when he was announcing and i remember uh the one thing about announcers that would really irritate me is that they get they would get their rules wrong when they're when they're when they're telling you know something on TV that they're calling a penalty or something, and they'd say something about a penalty. And I remember telling Greg Miller one time, "You got to learn the rule book before you start talking about penalties on the air." And he kind of laughed and stuff. But yeah, I mean, the ones you mentioned, Gary, are really good. I think they're great. There's one guy that's in Boston. I can't remember his. I don't remember his name. But he's an announcer for Boston. He's hilarious. He has some. He's kind of like. He sounds like he's drunk when he's announcing the game. Basically, he's, like, <laughs> he's got a real slow drawl to him. Uh, he's uh, he's he's right out of Boston. He's he's a, basically a, a local Boston announcer. But he's if you ever hear him, he's quite he's quite interesting. Sometimes on TSN, they'll play some clips of him sometimes saying something in the in the game at one time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I thought I don't really m- remember many announcers in the game when I was when I was refereeing or anything. I met a few of them. Um, the one guy from Buffalo was pretty good too. Like I just don't remember their names right now.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Jennerette.
1: Jennerette, yeah, yeah, Jenneret. and uh, there was uh, some ex players too are pretty good to listen to in the NHL for Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I always enjoy uh, hearing ex players in the booth just because they've got an insight that you know obviously. You know, schmucks like me who were professional broadcasters, you know, we, we we can't bring that insight because you know we weren't uh, on the field or on the ice in actual uh, NHL or MLB or NFL games. So, but yeah, Gary, the, the ones you you mentioned, you, you hit a lot of the same ones as uh, as I was going to mention. Uh, Danny Gallivan for me, that that voice of. Uh, the 60s and 70s, you know, the Montreal Canadiens uh, games with Danny Gallivan. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just never forget the, the sound of his voice and, and how perfect it was for hockey in my youth as I was a kid growing up. Danny Gallivan. He was just absolutely perfect with the cannonading drives and all of that. Um, I don't know if you remember a guy named uh, um, Dan Kelly... Who uh, was a Canadian? He was from Ottawa, um, but he was the St. Louis Blues uh, radio announcer back in the '60s and '70s when the Blues were an expansion team. And I was you talk about you know uh, life shaping things. Uh, I was a you know ten year old kid, and I would uh, I would sit in bed at night with my little transistor radio listening to Dan Kelly call St. Louis Blues games. Uh, And it just, back then, KMOX radio just used to just blow into Preston, Ontario, like a freight train. The signal was so good. And I would sit there at night uh, with the, you know, my earplugs in listening to Dan Kelly call the St. Louis Blues and and wake up the next morning and, uh, you know, the radio batteries were dead because I'd fallen asleep listening to Dan Kelly. And, you know, I'll just never forget that guy. I mean, he was he was fantastic. One of the best play-by-play guys ever in, in, uh, in, uh, in hockey history. And just other guys like football, Pat Summerall and John Madden. You mentioned uh, Madden, Gary. Um, the old days of Cosell and Gifford and Meredith on the first Monday night football games. Obviously, Keith Jackson doing college games was great. And baseball, you mentioned Harwell, Jack Buck. Of course, Vin Scully and uh, Garagiola and Kubek during the uh, NBC game of the week back in the 70s was always a big deal for me. And more recently, uh, Dan Shulman. I think Dan Shulman, a Canadian guy, uh, I, I think he's probably the best in baseball along with John Miller these days. Just uh, fantastic baseball announcers these days.
1: Yeah, well, uh, with, Ron, with Ron McClain a lot, Like I go back a long ways with him. So I've known him for years since he was, uh, he used to be the color or not the color. He, he used to be the weatherman in red deer oh. and he used to do the, um, he used to do the announcements of the penalties and that at the red deer wrestler games mm. he used to work those games all the time. I'm in mean, a. he has a book out. I'm mean, in the book and he, he was talking about the, the days that I would see me referee in those days, but, uh, I've known him for a lot of, a long time. And uh, I think, I think, you know, there's a lot of flack about, you know, he, he put Don Cherry under the bus and stuff, but I, I think that um, some of the stuff he's done with hockey over the years has been pretty spectacular. But the one guy that I really, really think is a really strong analyst is Kevin Bieska mm-hmm. when it comes to hockey. He really he he knows his stuff, and I and he's you know he says some good stuff on there, and he's not afraid to say the truth about it. And like you said about Cousins, there um, that one you know in regards to Cousins. The, the one thing he can he, he really put him out on the, on out there. this talk about how he you know turtling and stuff that he did there and how he hit that guy in the behind from behind right. So those things are kind of neat from Bieske. I like listening to him.
2: Yeah, I I, I enjoy him too. He, he he tells it the way it is. He's yeah, so, he, he's really good. Uh, Randy, I I, I should have mentioned when I, I was talking about going back in time and, and new sport uh yourself and darren stevenson although you didn't call the games uh you two guys were tremendous supporters uh and have been for many many years uh, of laurier sport and and uh and particularly laurier football so uh appreciate the hack out of you guys as well yeah thanks
0: gary I, I didn't do a whole lot of play-by-play i did uh, some hockey back in the early 80s i did some cambridge hornets uh games and uh um, some Guelph Platers games when the Platers were first in the OHL in uh 82 83. Uh, I, I did uh, them for a year or two, so uh, that was my uh, that was my uh, venture into uh play by play. But I, I i i enjoyed it, it was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, what, well, well, right well, sorry, what, one final comment about uh, Dan Schulman. Did you know where he started? London. He, yeah, he, he he was on he, doing uh, Western University of Western Ontario basketball uh, on the stage in, in Alumni Hall at at, at Western, and uh, that's where you got to start. I I want to
0: say uh, back in the early '90s that I was driving back and forth the, uh, past London quite a bit, and I want to say a couple of times I heard Dan Schulman calling Western football games. And remember thinking, "Wow, this guy is really good for you know a university radio station in London, Ontario." I'm pretty sure it was Dan Shulman, and that would have been about 1990, 1991. Which I think he was there then. I honestly don't know, but
2: it, it, it would have been in the 90s. Yeah, he, he, and he may have done football. I, I don't know. I just I just remember him up on the stage at Alumni Hall.
0: Yeah, but whoever this guy was, and it probably was Shulman. He was. He was really good. And I remember thinking, man, that guy is way too good to be doing, you know, University of Western Ontario football. That guy belongs in the pros. So, yeah, it's a fun topic. Uh, I, 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 I can talk about uh, old time uh, sports announcers until I'm blue in the face. So, Well, I was, I was the color commentator for the
1: Rangers, Randy. You got me that job there for two years. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. good until uh, Peter DeBoer got rid of me because I wouldn't favor his hockey team. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, I'll tell you what, it's, Gary, you mentioned uh, uh, Joe Buck, and Joe Buck takes a lot of criticism, I notice online and in, in comment sections. I, I think Joe Buck is really good. So do I. Um, but it, it is a lot tougher than what it appears to be. Uh, like to, to call a game and and to see it with your own eyes and then to be able to paint a picture uh it, it's hard and and same with color commentary i mean you look at uh, a guy like uh, collingsworth who's you know uh between plays is drawing up exactly what happened 15 20 seconds earlier with the the little diagrams and stuff That that's a real skill it's it's very difficult and for people who do it well i, I tip my hat to them because it's it's hard
2: i'm sure it is i'm sure it is uh...
0: let's move on fellas uh we want to talk about the super bowl which is coming up here in uh, a few days uh kansas city and san francisco uh at this moment uh the 49ers are favored by two but it has all the uh appearances of being a terrific game being held in Las Vegas this year. I uh, just want to know what you guys think as we uh, head into what should be, hopefully, an entertaining Super Bowl game.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a great game. I'm looking forward to see how Patrick Mahomes plays. I think that if he can uh, really put on a show there in this Super Bowl, he's actually going to get some of the critics off his, off his back, that he may be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever if he can pull it off. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of uh, the 49ers at the uh, I think he's going to put on a show, and that the McCaffrey is going to be great to watch in that in that game also. And of course, you got to worry about whether Taylor Smith's there or not. That'll be very important.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Lance. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, for for me, uh, there's no villain in this one. I, I uh, you know, I, I can't say I I really I uh, really like that team, and I really dislike that team. I um I, I like the storylines in both right. with both teams um you know so, certainly uh, as you said uh, Mahomes, um you know he, he's he's on a trajectory uh you know to, to possibly uh be the best ever it, it you know he's, he's still young uh he's he's done some amazing amazing things thus far uh to win two in a row would be uh you know that, that hasn't been done for you know, for, for quite some time, uh, with, with the weapons he has, uh, and certainly the Kelsey story. And, and, uh, as you mentioned, Taylor Swift, um, you know, they're, they're, they're an awesome football team. Andy Reed, uh, you know, going to go down as one of the, you know, the great coaches and, you know, a hall of famer, uh, all time. Um, and then on the other side, it, uh, you know, I, I, I love the Purdy story, the, you know, Mister Irrelevant. You know, the the last kid chosen in the draft, yep. and here he is in his second season. Uh, you know, taking his team to the to, to the Super Bowl, um, and, and he's got some awesome weapons. And, and certainly, McCaffrey. Uh, you uh, know, I He's a he's a daddy. The kid can. You know, he does everything well. Uh, catching the ball out of the backfield and 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 running the football. Um, and uh, Shanahan, it's a big deal for him, the, the, the head coach. Uh, you know, he, he's been to the, 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 uh, the championship game here four or five times, but he hasn't had a lot of success. And, and he's the, o, uh, the OC from that uh, Atlanta uh, team that, that, that collapsed in the, in the fourth quarter there a few years ago uh, and lost to New England. Uh, it's, so he, he hasn't had a great record uh, on the big stage. And, and so this is a big one for him. Uh, and you can uh, you you can certainly look to their defensive coordinator. You, you know that uh, Spagnuolo is going to have that the defense ready. Uh, I think it's going to be a heck of a football game, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, I I was a,
0: I was a 49ers fan as a kid, uh, so I'm I've got a pull for them. And uh, Gary, you said there's really no villains here, and you're right. Although I have to admit, I'm a little. It's funny how quickly you grow tired of teams being good and I'm a little tired of Kansas City already like uh, they came along about three four years ago and it was like oh Kansas City they haven't been around since you know Len Dawson this is kind of fun and already in three years I'm just a little bit tired of the Chiefs so uh, I I mean I totally have respect for Mahomes and and Kelsey and all those guys and what they can do I guess I'm just a a little tired of them and and being a 49ers fan when I was growing up I, I got a cheer for San Francisco this weekend.
1: So you're you're tired of the winners.
0: I get tired of winners really, you're really. cheer for losers. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I uh I'm a big fan of of underdogs and teams that uh haven't been there before. And that's why I'm, you know, pulling for the Detroit Lions and I'm pulling for the Buffalo Bills just because uh, you know, those organizations just, just just need something good to happen and uh you know i all all the respect in the world to kansas city and and for new england for those you know 20 years that they were good great uh but after a while it's like okay uh, let, let's get somebody new in there to to uh, root for to beat these guys and knock them off
2: it's a, it's a reason reason randy i'd i've never won any money betting i, I i'm the worst ever uh yeah. And the reason being, uh, Kansas City. My my head tells me uh, Kansas City should win this football game. Me too. My heart tells me uh, I want San Francisco and and the underdog and and, and the Purdy story. Uh, and so I would end up betting San Francisco. <laughs> and and ultimately, uh, you know, I think you should go with your head. But uh, I've never done that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: no I, 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 I'm I'm with you my my head says Kansas City uh, my heart is saying San Francisco I'm not gonna be betting on the game. Um, I just want to see an exciting game. I don't know if you remember some of those games back in the mid late 80s you remember how it was a blowout every year it seemed uh, there were there were games like the final score was I don't know 54 to 17 or something like that and uh, boy those games were hard to watch.
2: Yeah, yeah. There, there's so much parody now. It, uh, you know, you, you're going to get a good football game once you get to this uh, this point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You,
1: you mentioned betting, and that's like uh, that's huge with this. So you see a lot of stuff. Both they can bet on how long the the national anthem's going to go for. Right. <laughs> you, you, you can you can bet on whether the singer will fall off the stage or something like that. It's it's incredible what they got out there for betting right now. Yeah. are getting on the coin toss or betting on oh, first calling the game. I mean, it's nuts, you yeah. know.
0: And and of course, where is this week's game? Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, incredible. It's only perfect. All right. We got one more topic to uh, discuss here today. And the uh Athletic recently polled NHL players anonymously and just asked them for their opinions of uh of certain uh, certain things to do with the NHL, and uh, just want to throw some of these out there and, and just sort of get uh, the the uh, the opinions of, of both of you. Um, the uh, the NHL players anonymously voted Connor McDavid as the best player in the NHL, and uh, Andre Vasilevsky of Tampa the best goaltender. Uh, what do you uh, think about both of those choices?
1: Well, look, David definitely is a is a cut above right now. He's got uh, this man is a, a remarkable hockey player. His skating skills are at the high he's it's tremendous, but the the one thing I was looking at that poll that was interesting and I didn't really like when I looking at it. I think they had um uh Con- not Con- but Nathan McKinnon. Uh, I, I think that's one of the most underrated players in the league right now. I mean, that guy is one beast. If you see him coming through that neutral zone, the speed he generates is incredible. He's a heck of a player. He's out in Colorado, so you never hear about him. But he is he, he's definitely a, 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 at the level of, of Connor McDavid, I believe. And the other one I thought was interesting how low he was rated was Austin Matthews. And I thought, I think Austin Matthews is better than some of the ones that had rated ahead of him. Uh, I think Austin Matthews is one of the best shooters in the game they've ever seen. Of those, he's kind of like a, a goal scorer, like Gretzky was in some ways, and uh, he's 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 just he's still he's still getting better. So I was, that's kind of how I saw the poll for the player wise, you know, I thought that uh, I think that you know Connor McDavid obviously is right now at the peak of his game, at the best player in the league. But I think they have some of those. Some of the what I saw in there, it was kind of I didn't agree with it.
2: Yeah, I I, I certainly it's tough to argue uh, against McDavid. Um... Uh, the, the thing with him, I, I think there certainly are other kids in the league with, with similar skill. Uh, the 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 difference is that uh, the, the speed with which he operates and uh, he uses those skills. I, I don't think there's anybody else in that class. Um, and, and, you know, you're right about McKinnon. McKinnon is is a great hockey player, um, and he's knocking on the door, uh, you know, to, to be... Uh, you know, in that class, if he's not already, but, uh, um, you know, he, he's uh, he's a beauty. And I think right now, um, you know, with uh, whatever it is, 35 games left, uh, he, he's probably the favorite uh, to, to, to be the MVP in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, he continues on the, the, the trajectory that he's on right now. Um, you know, McDavid is going to have to he's going to have to heckle it heck of a last 40 games or so um and, and i i've written kutrop off i need, since that all-star game i have i have no use for him <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it, interesting too that mcdavid won the uh all-star skills competition he che- took uh took home that check of uh for a million dollars uh so there it was a good week for him he wins that and he's voted uh Best player by uh, by his peers, so that's a pretty good week for Connor McDavid. For what it's worth, um, I didn't mention who the most overrated and underrated players were voted. Uh, Alexander Barkov of Florida voted most underrated, and Trevor Zegras of Anaheim uh, most overrated. And I don't really know much about Zegras other than I've seen a couple of his highlight reel goals where he goes, you know, that between the legs move to score and it's pretty good but uh apparently nhl players don't think all that much of him
2: well Clayton, i watched it that again and that that three on three um the, the kid that played with the with matthews and, and Nylander, clayton keller uh we, we never hear of the kid because he's down there in arizona um but i i think he has to go on that list of, of underrated he, he's uh He's an American kid, and and, and uh, I think he's a terrific hockey player. Um, a couple others that I would list in the underrated uh, area: uh, Zach Hyman. Hmm. Uh, boy, oh boy! It, it, you know, since he's gone to Edmonton, uh, he, he's he's absolutely been tremendous. And a kid down in Florida, again, a kid you, you wouldn't hurt haven't heard of a lot. Uh, Leafs, had him At one point, I think they drafted him. Uh, Carter Verhage. And, uh, I, I think he's, uh, he's probably another underrated hockey player. So, um, those are the kids I'd put on that list. Overrated, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. I, I don't know what he's thinking or what he's doing. He, he goes somewhere and, and he, you know, he he's okay. And, and then he wants out and then he goes somewhere else and, and he wants out. And, uh, you know, he's, he's really done nothing down in LA and, uh, so I I think he came in with a, a great reputation and and uh, I think it's faded here the last number of years.
1: And sometimes you got to you got to look at you know how do you rate them as their most valuable to a team? You take Sam Bennett with with Florida that that guy is 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 more valuable I think than than the Kachukas. I mean he's he's he can he can do it all fight he can play tough he can he's there like it's like a Zach Hyman he's got ability to score some goals third liners are so important to a hockey team. It's, you know, it, it's, it's something that they're sort of, un, you just never know who they You know, they don't know these guys. And, the, and with the league being as big as it is now, with 32 teams, there's so many players out there we never hear about until all of a sudden they get into the playoffs. And yes. when, you live in, when you live in the Toronto vacuum, which, of course, is only about the Leafs, the Marner and the you know, O'Reilly and that, you don't realize how many great players, like, you know, that are they're playing out there in other, in other, in other cities. And it's, and you know, that's why the all-star game is great. And these, you know, having a chance to see some of these guys,
0: you yeah. know, uh, Lance quickly, uh, Wes McCauley voted best ref by the players. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of that choice? I think it's great.
1: Uh, I know Wes very well. I knew his dad hired me, John McCauley. Uh, I remember Wes as a kid. Uh, he has a great personality he has a great, he's a great individual. Uh, and I think, yeah, I mean, the qualities that you have to have as an official, uh, he, you know, he, he, for communication with players and how to work with players, you know, a lot of times officials don't, you know, handing out, um, unsportsmanlike conducts and that like chicklets sometimes is not going to make a better referee. So, you know, he has, he has the ability to talk to the players, work with players. Bill McCreary was probably the best referee I ever saw. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's, 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 on track to be in that category. Because Bill McCreary was, uh, you know, a, man, a referee that I worked with a lot in the playoffs, and having the ability to uh, understand the game, read the game, know the situations, there was none better than Bill McCreary. Um, but Wes McCauley is in that classification too. Yeah, he's definitely the best referee right now in the National Hockey League.
0: Yeah, I remember McCreary being voted by Team Canada and Team USA to referee the gold medal game in the Olympics one year. And wow, what a testament that the American players would vote to have a Canadian be the referee when they're about to play Canada.
1: Well, that was the first time that a Canadian referee ever did a game with Canada in the final in the history of the of, of the of the Olympics. Um, I did the final in the in the Spangler Cup in two thousand and one with Canada in the final, which was the first time that ever happened. Also, and uh, and I got my sweater in the Hall of Fame for that. But it was, but Bill McCurry doing that was even more extraordinary than than the, that happening. And you're right, the, you know, the players knew who the best
0: referee was. Yeah,
2: Brandy, you mentioned goaltenders there in, in the opening, um, and Vasilevsky as being the the top one chosen by the players. Uh, the, the other guy that I would I would certainly put in that category is a kid out in uh, in Winnipeg, and that's Hellebuck. Um, he, he's uh, you know, he's a he, tremendous goaltender. And, uh, I would think it's pretty close to, to Vasilevsky.
0: Just quickly, we've only got a couple of minutes, but I just want to throw these out there because they were on the poll. Best jerseys, Chicago. Uh, best city to play in as a visiting player, New Jer- uh, uh, Las Vegas. And uh, worst city, Winnipeg. Any thoughts there? <laughs> Lance, you were in... You were in Winnipeg for a while. Well, uh,
1: Winnipeg was quite cold. I remember one time flying into Winnipeg and uh, to do a game there, and Dan McCourt had been there for a week. And in Winnipeg, you have the under underground malls are all over the place. You can pretty well not have to go outside at all. So I went into, when I went into the the lobby and ran into Dan McCourt, he spoke to me and he goes, "Lance, thank God you're here." He said, "I feel like a mole. I've been here for a week and I haven't seen any sunlight." He said. So he was in the. It was pretty cold, like forty below for like. For the whole week, he was there. It was, yeah, no. Winnipeg. I, I actually like going to Winnipeg. The fans are great. The city was really fun to go to. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely would be on the bottom of the list for any players who want to go to play. In some ways, but I think the I think that one of the best arenas that I was in, you know, there was you had your Chicago, which was an a was an exciting arena to be in, without a doubt. But San Jose had some unbelievable fans in San Jose, and that was a great city to go to and play. Mm-hmm. Or and, and for hockey, it was you know a, a little sort of a going. It was right off the 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 path of downtown there, and you go downtown San Jose. It was a great great vibrant city there, and uh, the fans in that building were fantastic in San Jose. I really liked I really like San Jose when I was when I was refereeing.
2: I don't know anything about the cities. I I, I would I would think Nashville would be a fun place. Yeah,
1: that's um, another that one.
2: yeah. As far as the jerseys, uh, I don't think you can beat the the Blackhawk jersey. I, I uh, I've always liked that uh, Detroit Red Wings as well. Uh, original six teams. I I, I think uh, I think they're all the best.
1: My favorite jersey, I think. Well, it's not really my favorite jersey, but the, the Islanders used to have a, a jersey with the with kind of a sailor on the front, <laughs> uh, and all the and all the fans in New York used to chat, "We want." Fish sticks in the Ranger games. We want fish sticks, when they're playing. Yeah. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. They had to have to get rid of those sweaters, eh? Because downtown New York, it was just, they were just ruthless on them with those sweaters. But, you know, but here, the sweaters, oh, at the end of the day, are the stripes, of course. Oh, That's nice. Oh, oh, oh. Stripe oh, sweaters man, are yeah. nice out there. I think they should
0: always support the stripe sweaters. I I remember that Islanders, yeah, yeah. Captain Highliner or something. Yeah, yeah that was hilarious. I never understood that. Um, yeah, Do you want
1: fish sticks with would chat.
0: <clears throat> My, I'm with you, Gary. Uh, anything original six? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's just something about that uh, that Rangers old classic jersey with the word Rangers down the stripe, the diagonal stripe, the red, white, and blue, and uh, just, just beautiful, beautiful uniforms. Yeah. They're awesome. All right, fellas. Uh, we are out of time and this has been uh, just a lot of fun. So, uh, have a great week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, I should re- remind people if you'd like to, uh, comment, please do, uh, you know, like subscribe or, or comment on, uh, on our show and let us know what you think. And, uh, our email again is, what do you know about sports? at gmail.com fellas enjoy the super bowl and we'll look forward to talking about that uh, with you guys next week take care ciao
1: thank you guys